0: man if 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 you were the taylor swift of fpv
1: <laughs> uh you're funny okay there oh, that works hey what's, legit? what's going
2: on okay. good. good how are Some you i thought we were going in the google meet so i was sitting in there and i was like well i thought he said zoom so i oh snap i didn't mean i dang i don't know why it has the google meet attached on there but well, yeah. it's
1: because it automatically did, and I forgot to pull it off and add, like, yeah, right. it makes sense when I was dipping around, dumping around on the computer today. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, oh, standby. Off- stand I'm sorry. Okay.
2: I like that background
1: That's the beach. Uh-huh. That was a good one. I see you got a proper mic on.
2: I do. That's my, I just got them like a couple days ago. The road ones.
1: How is my audio? Is the sound okay? I think so. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, thanks for being here. Figuring this out. We'll see where this leads. Right. Um, Some fun. Yeah. Where did Matt do? Where'd go? Where'd Where's he going? Where's he going? Sorry. <laughs> oh, he had to go. He had to go wrangle the crew. You know, they were they were sitting a little too still. of no. not doing the work. To
0: be honest, I saw everybody else's brand up there and I was like, oh, What t-shirt, t-shirt am I fucking wearing? I was like wearing a uh um yeah, like a yeah, video aviation t shirt.
1: I would be lying if I didn't say that I actually might have thought about wardrobe slightly as terms of shirt. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I actually am wearing one of my shirts too, um, uh, but uh I Man, for a split second. And I was like, like earlier, I was like, you're overthinking it, Troy. Too much. You were going to wear today. You already had it in your hand. Throw it on. So Uh, it
0: it looks like you did your hair.
1: I might have brought a brush to work today. Yeah. I might have just ran a brush through the locks right before and threw a hat on for the first time in a while for maybe some reasons or maybe some knots. But yeah. Hey, man. uh, So first of all, dude, guys, this is awesome that we're all three here in some sort of like actionable way, like we've all been kind of chatting about. And um, I I don't know, like I just wanted to kind of dive into just having some conversations and see what all comes of what we're chatting about. Um, so I don't know, um, you know, it, We've been talking. This all started a little bit. I'm, you know, Troy from Quad Standard Labs and me and Matthew uh, from Areography. Uh, we started talking a few months back. Uh, Jack and I aligned on some things where Jack needed some gear that we happened to provide. And we aligned on some things and started chatting. Uh, and we're all kind of here in this like little chat, like talking how we are, um, really just to kind of put it on paper, so to speak, and kind of get it on film or audio or whatever. Uh, Because I think we've all had different conversations at different times that have ended up leaving us wanting to talk more and wondering why these conversations can't be had in more open spaces like social media and Facebook in the ways that we're already like the way we all kind of came together to begin with was through social media of the same nature and venture and market and area. So at any rate, Um, I just think I want to say thank you for something I've been really interested in trying to find a format of and a form of. Uh, I've tried to take a few steps. I think you guys have taken some steps on your own on doing some different things similar at times. Uh, But to have three like minded folks in the industry, but in three very different ways, uh, as well as just good people that when we do talk, we also end up talking about outside of life stuff sometimes uh i just thought that we should all come together and put it on this and i think we all agreed to that actually i agreed that this was going to be something interesting so uh with nothing else coming from my mouth because i will talk all day uh matthew why don't you give us a quick little overview of you and kind of what you're who you are just so as we have these conversations it makes sense
0: oh man uh the spotlight has been given um yeah uh Long story short, I uh, started out in New York City, uh, working in production uh, to fuel uh, the profession that I was in, which was puppeteering. Uh, It's kind of where it all began for me, which was uh, remote operation and uh, animatronics. I worked with uh, Disney and Jim Henson for a long time. And so that really gave that like uh, out of body experience that translated into drone world. Um, and you know, you know, after thinking about, uh, where you come from, you know, you, you know, where you're going. And so, you know, where we all come from kind of influences how we attack this, this profession, uh, and how we operate. And, uh, I am an operations guy and a aerial coordinator, amongst being a pilot and camera operator for a long time, uh, even before drones were uh, part of the uh, tool basket. Um, Moving cameras is an amazing uh, craft uh, and it is constantly evolving. um, And that's what really got me interested in uh, continuing to push uh, aerial cinematography, which really only happened um in the last handful of years uh i know i've been uh, jamming on it since 2011 10 kind of built my first uh, hexacopter uh and you know was putting a camera to it and so that was the 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 exploration of of man you know what what can can we do um before the drone I was flying very large format kites and attaching cameras to those kite lines with some really old cool uh French uh nautical uh, engineering ideas that kept the camera level to the horizon but allowed us to get these epic aerial photos it's called capping you should check it out. That's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, man,
1: you're diving into a world that we haven't even gotten to. I'm not excited about you, but it, I, I think what's interesting about what you said is like 10 we're 10 15 ish years into this, like aerial using UASs or, or unmanned, you know, flying multi rotors, and so just hearing that, like, even 10 years ago, you guys were doing something different, and like hearing how that spun up into how do we do how do we move cameras in new ways right i think that's yeah
0: yeah you know absolutely you know it's funny i kind of didn't even um i flew my first uh kite with a camera in 2006. (laughs) uh it was a it's 50 square feet kite um it was custom made uh to fly directly overhead and could fly in maybe five mile an hour wind and could hold a, a or really heavy payload. It was crazy what we could put up there. Um we used servos to to and old RC, you know, to to get the pitch and pan. Um oddly enough, there was no video downlink back back then. And you kind of used old school um geometry to figure out what you're taking a picture of based on the pitch of your camera. Yeah, so um, get
1: your pen and pad out or your 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 pencil and pound uh, calculator out, right? So <laughs> If you don't mind, just, yeah. I want to dive more into this, especially at some point and have a, a deeper conversation of, wow, man, all the different ways to like put a camera in the air, right? Um, right? But you're you're coordinating, you're still in this space, like tell us a little bit about what you're doing today, just so you kind of, again, have a, an understanding of where you, what you're doing today. Yeah, man,
0: fast forward, um, I have my own company that services uh, clients at large. Everybody here knows how competitive it has gotten um, in the last five years. And to be more specific, the last three years, Uh, the saturation in the market has exploded since COVID and it's definitely changed the landscape in how uh, business is done, um, how uh, equipment is wrangled. Uh, And, you know, how uh, production is uh, put forward to keep everybody safe and on track. Um, One of my main uh, loves of the game is the complexity of it and the environment. Uh, One thing uh, I was always teaching back early on was master your environment because that's what they're coming for. Wherever you are, you know, it's all about the that coordinating and understanding the logistics and how it plays into your operations, and therefore how it affects your pilot and how that pilot can perform.
1: The big picture Uh, stuff, right? Like you're a, you're a. I will say, as from my point of view in all of our chats, you are a very detail-oriented and you like to start wherever you are in the story and start evolving the bigger picture so you understand as your part what to do. And I think that's what draws me and you together a lot of the times is like, I have a very holistic, I call it a holistic approach. I steal that from a, a buddy of mine here locally that does some work. Um, but I like to have a holistic approach to kind of everything where it's like, even if I'm just this little function of something, I, I want to understand how that affects everything else and what affects me. And like like you said, like we can't always control everything, but like how to do it, right? So I think it's really interesting that you also, you kind of lead to a good segue of, you know, your market, because when you you continue to use the word market, which I like, you um, is not just FPV, which you know, a lot of my market is seen as the forward-facing stuff is all FPV and it's like that's what y'all do. Uh with your forward facing kind of market, so to speak, it's a little bit of everything. So you have a an interesting perspective of how when you say that for three years the market has been saturated, you're talking about kind of the overall global aerial, you know, uh, services type of, of market, which is absolutely right. Um, I think in the FPV space, the more forward uh, market of what some of us are known for, um, it's absolutely also gotten more competitive, but it's obviously been less years. But the interesting thing is it's over the last three years, it went from zero to the competitive market we're in today, which is, Brings a great segue to who Jack is. Uh, Jack, dude, I would love to just introduce you, but man, uh, to me, you, you're the biz guy around here. Like you're, you're the, you're also very like minded in this bigger picture. How do we position something? So tell us about you and Epic Drone Tours and how you got here.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, the main thing that's kind of why I was interested in doing this with you guys was I feel like we're all very a little bit different even in similar industries and similar fields. I mean, you build them, uh, Matthew's actually doing it. I actually don't even fly FPV, even though that's the main product that we sell. Um, but my background, I'm obviously pretty young. I just graduated I graduated from college in 2020, uh, but I've been doing photography and video since I was about nine years old. Um, so been doing it a while. Um, throughout college and high school, I was a photographer for a lot of different sports. I got a job. With the biggest global swimming news site swim swam Uh, and so i got to go photograph the olympics and take some of these photos that are behind me um but then during covid uh one of my friends that i used to i hadn't talked to in like a decade but he was a a childhood friend was flying fpv he picked it up during covid kind of like you guys were talking about a lot of people did that since they needed new hobbies um and i was like this is this is really cool i didn't really think of it as much of a business as just, oh, this would be really awesome to uh, to apply it to a few different things that I was wanting to shoot. And so we we went out and captured a, a couple different houses that he flew through the inside of um, during COVID, which I thought for realtors would be a really good idea just because they couldn't do open houses. They couldn't uh, you know do walkthrough showings and stuff. So I thought it was a really good way to tour a home. Um, and that was three years ago. And now we're in probably 10 different industries we're shooting a lot of hotels commercial real estate we're doing a lot of live sports Um, pretty much anything you can imagine um we're filming now and that's my my job is to put us out out into the world and show people what we're doing and get them excited um and
1: then work with the best pilots yeah so you know again to bring this kind of full circle in like you know the group here um yeah like i i love Connecting dots, building things, connecting dots, finding ways to reproduce connect, you know, the same thing over and over. I'm a chef by trade before all of this. I know Matthew wanted me to bring that up at some point. Uh, you know, you can just I'm, cook I,
0: us dinner afterwards.
1: Cool. Yeah. I, I could, and and honestly, I do. I go home and cook, you know, three to four or five nights a week. Depends on uh, you know, what else? Um, but yeah, like being a chef and what I learned, it my career through the restaurant space, which I you know had been a part of for almost two decades by the time I left uh whether it just be when I started waiting tables at 16 to you know running restaurants and kitchens and stuff um and so I I immersed myself in as much as I could of the business side and when I went to culinary school which was a total sham um at the end of the day what I did learn what I did what what that did do for me in motivating and, and turning me into a kind of career path driven person was it showed me that there were many different areas out there of what i thought was a small space and was only one segment and that if i learned as much as i could i could kind of figure out where i wanted to be and ultimately i ended up wanting to be a consultant like i kind of wanted to do what i do now in the, the market i do but Talking to people about their restaurants, you know, like going in and having lunch and being like, oh man, this place has great food, or at least the basis of great food. But man, if they did this better or this, and like I can pretty much identify within 30 seconds of being in a place, like where the pain points are, why things are going the certain direction. And so, um, learning the business and working, you know, with an owner. I worked for Damien Mandola, who owns Mandola's. Uh, it, people mo- might know him from Carrabba's though. Uh, Carrabba's was a restaurant he started with his family uh, and they sold it early 2000s. And then Mandola's was a, a brand he started here uh, in Austin. And now it's actually going nationally. So uh, I worked for him for like five, six years. And he was just a hands-on owner slash restaurateur chef that was like, everybody understands the recipes, everybody understands, you know, each kind of position and kind of works each position at some point and learns it. So when the things go wrong, or it's happen the way they happen in restaurants, quite frankly, uh, everybody can give a hand where they know they can do a part to help where they they understand their job is taken care of. But now I can do this. So, you know, I think that was like the mentality and the basis of when I was pushed a little bit into the situation of having to figure out what I wanted to do for myself when leaving out of the drone space for my, my last job that someone hired me for in the drone space. Uh, I almost went back to that, but I, you know, it was kind of pushed of take what you know now, Troy, and just do something with it. Right. And so that's how QSL started. But, um, you know, I, I'm more of a, like I said, a connect the dots, find some alignment and, you know, find that opportunity for all of us to kind of be do more and be better, and it's kind of where at the heart of what we pushed forward with QSL in the beginning, and even to the day. Uh, but it's why I again I gravitate towards you know folks like you when we have these conversations. Is I learned so much hearing about your stories and what coordination is about. And though I don't want to be the coordinator, I love hearing about it and learning more about it to where I can. Find a way to educate my clients or the people I speak with on why they may want to talk to someone like you. At the very least, just have a conversation with you oh, about man. something, right? And it, the funny thing is, is you and Matt, or you and Jack, Matthew and Jack, found each other around a, you know a time where me and Matthew were talking. Me and Jack had already done some business and had been talking, but y'all started talking in that way. So, uh, like, I, I, I think it's interesting that a guy like jack with his story which is an awesome story man like i i've seen yeah. the, the olympic pictures right like i saw those pictures and i was like how did he do that like and now you just told me how and it's like it kind of makes more sense but it takes nothing away from the fact of what you accomplished. it actually makes me admire you more in the term of like the work and how you saw the opportunities present themselves to position yourself to where you are today Dude, if I would have known that at your age, who knows where I'd be today, right? Uh, but it's a great, it's it's awesome to hear that you have already learned that. Now you're moving towards learning all the other lessons, right? So, anyways, Matthew, you were about to say yeah, so. yeah.
0: Um, you you know Troy, you're a you're a, a detailed person. You know, it comes from the the life lived and the passions you know, um, gone gone after, right? Um, and and Jack, likewise, you you know, you're your journey is, is, is looking at this uh, opportunity in a, in a very different way than uh, somebody like me or a a Troy would be attacking it. And I always use these like active words and it comes from my background as a a puppeteer and as an actor that, um, you know, you got to take what you learn and never think you know anything. And the one thing in, you know, in our business, and I say, the drum business is is going to get very uh wonderfully you know m- m- murky and and who knows what
1: dynamic um, it's dynamic right
0: dynamic. um we we get hyperfocal into one major industry and we're all going which is that oh that's movie making uh, content creation like honestly the lowest What we thought in the beginning was the lowest hanging fruit was the one that was going to offer the most, but also saturate the most as well, create, um, you know, not just apple juice, but, you know, vinegar. Um, And, you know, we got to find the cider, you know, out of it. And a lot of that comes, uh, you know, from harnessing everything we know to protect the industry at large, which is really what um, people who are moving in it strongly and, and first have to understand how to protect bottom lines, understand, um, you know, the, the, the business, you know, and Jack, uh, you are cranking that part, which is usually a mystery to most. Um, likewise, you know, you look at a build of Troy's and you're like a mystery, you know, and, uh, and other, uh, you know, things, you know, secrets of the trades, uh, that, comes from the production experience that I have from dealing with these type of clients, like uh, fashion clients compared to a commercial client. You know, what's the difference? Well, let me tell you, you know, but um, I have been finding a lot of ways to see where we all have that strength, but can be m- more uh, powerful when, working together because things are uh, normally around this time as industry starts to grow with a new technology, it starts to coalesce. We've seen it happen in Hollywood a number of times, you know, this isn't the first time a new technology has come out and a bunch of people hit it hard. And then a few companies do all the work, you know, uh, the typical percentage in, in this Hollywood, you know, TV film, industry is 98% of the work is done by 2% of the personnel at any given time. uh, You're lucky to be part of that 2% during the year. Um, If you live in a major market, if you're down in LA, you can see more of that 2%. If you live in a small market, you have to, you're working differently. You're thinking differently. Um, But um, the one thing that kills everybody is accidents on set. And um, that's where, personally, I realized. Like, man, Jack, you could do all your work. You got the client. You make everybody happy. Troy provides like the most reliable of gear. And I'm gonna get to the to the thing about reliability and and you know, Jack, you know what matters most in any kind of job opportunity. Uh, it's getting the job. <laughs> you know, getting the opportunity for me to do my work and Troy to supply the, the the equipment for me to do my work with and pass it to and likewise for you and your crew, you know, anybody who's running a crew. Um, and, uh, you know, having crew and pilots and capable technicians is different than having a aerial coordinator or aerial producer that's specific to this style and type of job to mitigate risk and create the Proper shot planning um, and liaisoning between the teams on a complicated uh set or set environment. Um, that's something that an aerial coordinator in Hollywood does. You know, there, I'm not the only guy. And um, there's amazing guys I've learned from um, and who also work around the industries. And before drones, there were aerial coordinators. Um, and there was Fred North and there weren't drones and there was other much (laughs) higher risk ways to get these, you know, get these kind of shots, right. These are just tools and we're just, we're along for the, for the ride. Um, and, uh, somebody like Troy, which I, I feel like you dude, when you, when I got wind of what was happening on your end, you were a, uh, integral part to how you know the building could be built um you know part of the corner you know you were you were in a way were a cornerstone for me because in my experience working with this equipment is that it does fail and the thing we all learn becoming um pilots or if you get the opportunity to get your 107 is you learn about these ideas that um these things do happen to you. It's not if, it's when. And so you're. Um, nobody likes to break their toys. I was a kid. I didn't like to share my toys. I didn't want my friends to break them. I'd be like, No, no, I'll, I'll show you. How, I'll fly for you. You can, can bring your own. We can fly together. You know,
1: Jack. So I don't know. What you're saying, actually, though. Let me, if you don't mind, and I apologize. I, we no, talk about no. this. Sometimes we're gonna have to rein each other in, and I'm to be reined into. I, I want to get to kind of what Jack's perspective on some of this is, because at the end of the day, it's it's interesting. You kind of segued it, right? Uh What we always, I, I always try, I say we, but Quad Center Labs was built to try to provide access and support of that access to, like you said, creatives and folks, right? You did say something that I think is really interesting. I want to table for another conversation down the road. Uh, I think it's interesting when you talked about the markets consolidating or the, the businesses starting to consolidate or kind of come together and how fast things are moving in the FPV space, which is a direct correlation really to, it's a repeat of just the traditional drone, you know, areography that was first being done too. And all of the companies that did that successfully and, and unsuccessfully, see more opportunity now to continue to gain their footprint and grow and be the continue to be the best but they to be the best they have to maximize this this new thing and then you also have the folks that may have learned some lessons that are now trying to regroup and do it and then you have the new folks also that are 100 new to all of it that saw the past saw the future and, and are doing the now and i think that's you know that support is what brings again it's the similarity between me and you, Matthew is. I always, even though I can be grumpy and I can be the guy that's like, hey, I'm not your personal drone builder at times. I, I'm I'm not, but I am here to support my customers, my clients, my friends, the people we work with. And I, I just wanna make sure everybody is always getting, the, like able to continue to do their work with the tools we provide. You continue to try to wanna support people and make sure that whatever they're doing and whatever tools they're using, they're doing it in a way that they're supported and thinking about all the steps because, like you said, it all starts with the job, and getting the job is is important as hell and as hard as hell in its own way. But often, once you get the job, you start having to think about all the things you maybe forgot or haven't thought about, and that's where a guy like Matthew tends to kind of fill those gaps, right? And be like, "Hey, let's have a conversation about it and talk about it." So, Jack, you know, I, I for someone who's you've already st- said you've done, you've been a part of bringing to light a lot of different various types of work from little small micro drones flying through houses that provided differentiators for realtors that allowed them for their stuff to stand out during the time where you couldn't go and just film somebody's house. And then all the way to Padres games that you guys are yeah. flying, I believe, like even in Spires and stuff, just traditional gear. Uh, and then all the way down to you know flying out here to Austin and doing the Lost Pines stuff. Like Talk to us about the differences and all of that and how, you know, you have to think about all the things and how maybe you aren't able to think about all the things if, if not.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, my my entire like everything I believe in is just about going after going out there and talking to the people that you want to work with, you know, so I. And, but also not turning down work. I know a lot of people really try to niche themselves down and say, I only work with this client. This is the only two people I'm going to talk to. You know, that's going to, it's easier to scale that way. That probably works well, but I'm I'm a believer of, no, I think that there's a very abundant, there's an abundant amount of work out there in the country. And um, I'm just, anytime an opportunity comes up, we're going to go after it. But in terms of like the details and thinking about what's actually going on in the shoot. You know, I'm really good at getting the job, talking to the client, building that relationship, Um, but I'm probably not the best at making sure that on set everything goes well. So that's why I really like working with like-minded people. So we have a really good team. Um, My business partner, Zach, has built a, probably, you know, one of the biggest systems in the back end of a business in this industry that anyone knows um, in terms of the outreach that we do. So we, every single day, are sending between 400 and 500 different touch points to a variety of different business owners across the country. Um, And
0: so doomed. I'm doomed.
1: (laughs) Because um,
0: it's it's the fucking sauce, dude. You're absolutely right. The one thing that we what I've learned in the years in in this business is that you there's a lot of it's a collaboration at its best, if you can bring a lot of really powerful people in to get more, do more, uh, be more solid and, and have a, you know, think about what, you know, the next 15, 10, 20 years could be. Um, those are ways to build really strong entities and service a lot of people than um, being, uh, freelancers, which is very traditional in the industry and certainly with what all of this new kind of content creation is all about. But, um, The uh, finding uh, the where things can coalesce and expand to reach bigger market can usually, you know, be more more solid.
1: We could jack off. It was just it was exciting to hear you spill some beans there. I apologize. Uh Uh, (laughs) i just want to say i think i think it's a great i think it's a great example of and i I don't like this saying so i'm only going to say half of it but it's it's what you know right and who you know um it's or i'm sorry it is what you know and who you know not it's not what you know it's a combination of both and you You don't know what you're saying when you're talking easter egg right of yeah dude you know a guy who happened to build a back-end system that allows you guys to have touch with people that others don't and Man, that's awesome. So keep going. Tell us more. Please tell us more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
2: think where I was going with that, but my, you know, we're what I'm, I'm not trying to, we have guys that are full time and that are working consistently now, but what I want to do is build a business that um, is comprised of a network of hundreds of pilots across the country. Cause in addition to our outreach, I think the more outreach we do, the more inbound we're going to get. So we're, I, Post a ton of content we do a lot of behind the scenes everywhere and that's continuing to build our brand to where people in chattanooga tennessee yesterday found us on google by googling chattanooga drone company and we you know booked a pretty big shoot for us out there and that shoot is going to be done by a contractor out there that i know pretty well but you know that's that i think is the way that we're going to scale this is by working with the freelancers that you know probably actually not probably the most of the time they hate doing the business side of things they hate picking up the phone talking to clients they just want to go do what they're good at and so i guess what i'm trying to do is get to a point where i can provide work to all of those people um and have it be a still be kind of in-house but also a a wide network of of like-minded people
1: so i think that's really funny uh because look at the end of the day we're recording this we're looking to put this in some format possibly out there and i the more we chat the more i'm just like man this is this is kind of exactly what i think what we all kind of envision. however hold on matt before you do uh i think it's (laughs) awesome that this came full circle to kind of what again you know i think we're not the only ones and I've, i've said this to matt um we we are not sitting here thinking oh my gosh we have all these ideas that nobody else necessarily has Um, I think what we are doing is taking some action and saying, like, look, man, like, let's get together, have some conversations about it, see what's, you know, see where the alignment is and see if, yeah, I mean, maybe the, the three of us start doing something. Maybe we don't. Maybe we continue to do our thing and our little circles do our circles. But I think, yes, you are hitting the nail on the head and you're just proving the point that. How many questions do you see? Of, how do I make money with my drone? I want. I, I've been flying FPV, and I really just, you know, and quite frankly, I, with the exception of Matt, but even Matt, I think to various degrees, we all made these opportunities for ourselves happen by seeing, yeah. seeing, understanding, and developing some sort of some strategy or something that we then did. We just said we're going to do this, and as we did it, we unlocked and unfolded and it became more relevant towards certain things. But at the end of the day, if you're not out there constantly trying to understand and grind and adapt and be agile in any of this space, I think um, you're missing so many opportunities. I mean, even myself today, I made two sales today that were just happened upon right somebody tagged me in a post i decided to respond with a response that person reached out an hour later they made a purchase on the site now i i didn't have to do that and i wasn't hurting to go make that sale but the interesting thing is if you know we if we make it and it gets to them and they get to do their thing that's a whole like you said it's a whole another opportunity and client now that literally out of their mouth was i didn't even know y'all existed. (laughs) and i just think stuff like that's cool is like epic drone tours is becoming known in different ways because you're doing the work and you're putting it out there in a way that it's 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 accessible and if you just do that and you grind on it and you have something people actually need or want that's the proof in the pudding right is that people will find you so matthew i'm sorry Uh,
0: yeah yeah no um i'm like blown away because i'm 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 loving how like the the there is like all of a sudden a decade has gone by um uh jack got to do the live broadcast for mlb i already talked to him about this but when we were working with the giants in san francisco in 2013 to do live broadcast we did we did a couple live broadcasts and then um all of a sudden the faa not got wind of us but they they got their shit together and then they locked it all freaking down with tfrs and no way through it it was like before the 107 it was during oh, yeah. the, the three and so you know my the sex 333
1: three, three days the days Bro, that everybody thought uh, you know a oh decade. my gosh nobody's ever going to be able to work in this industry again so you gotta think... spend twenty thousand dollars to get a lawyer yeah yeah
0: yeah there um <laughs> i i um yeah, I clawed through it all. I never hired a lawyer. I fucking got my own 333. I figured out, uh, you know, how to get the night with all the all the shit. It's that's what's um the cool thing now for everybody coming in. Is it's all out there. You know, the information's there. You don't need to ask me, but um, I'm happy to, to to talk with you privately. <laughs> For um uh, a fee um or a me on your job, but whatever it is. Um, but um so back to back to Jack. So real um, quick, I'm sorry, because oh. you
1: only because you touched on it, I just want to bring yeah. it up. Look, at the end of the day, we all do got to get paid. I, I hate the idea of people talking about money and then feeling like they're dirty. At the end of the day, I think we all are in agreement that uh like-mindedness is of, of everybody's gotta make the money. And at the end of the day, the support that you can provide or you do provide in times for folks like Jack that may have Jobs going on that hey, having somebody on that I'm paying to look these jobs over and tell me what I need to worry about and what we need to do right. Like the value is there as long as you're billing the client for the gig right, right? So we'll get to that deeper later. But I just want to point out that the money is out there, the budgets are out there. And if anything, I thought you were going to touch on this earlier the drone market, whether it's traditional or FPV, is still and is constantly still being beaten down as if it's not a true value to the budget. And I think we're all like-minded in the sense that we wanna help change that in whatever way we can. And one of those ways is to provide a full support and a full, like, this is what this costs and this is why. And that includes, you know, the right support person coordinating all the things, not just getting the job, Asking the pilot to do the job and expecting all of that to, in the middle to get done between those two parties, right? So, anyways, I just wanted to point that out that, yeah, like, but we are also with the consolidation of the markets and the bigger people getting into it, they are also helping drive that money up, hopefully. So,
0: yeah, you know, uh, Jack, you, uh, back in the, the early days, there were people who wanted to, who had the idea that we could aggregate the talent across the United States come to me. I'm a I'm, we're the reliable aerial company. We, we can take care of you as a client. We've reached you as a client. Um, and you, you know, and we, and we, and we see, we see this in the like um, industrial market, right? Like do a power pole for 20 bucks and, you know, and this guy, the company's making, but that's not what I'm talking, we're talking about. We're talking about like real, you're providing talent, right? Um, uh, a dancer, so to speak. Um, so in, in before FPV in the old days, it was like, um, Hey, I thought I was getting this, uh, gu- these guys who did the HBO show and instead who showed up was like, you know, um, fricking frack <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and frickin' frack is like, yeah, um, we fly drones and it's like yeah yeah but but where is you know you know John and and Tim from you know the company and they're like oh they're you know they're on another job and so um i i saw that happen mm-hmm. and that like was a, the demise of large companies more than one servicing like big clients right now the market, the the talent pool is very, very different. It's developed, I think, a lot more. We have a, uh, the ability in 2014 to like see guys, you know, for me to find a, a, um, a reliable drone camera operator in 2014, most people hadn't done it yet or touched it yet. So, so it was hard to get, you know, back then it was like, can you um, buy the drone? if you've bought the drone, you know, then you are a drone operator and a drone camera operator. Right. Lots of failures, lots of disappointments. I mean, um, clearly people, many, many, many people in the beginning got burned and were like, never a drone again, back to helicopter, you know, if you can believe it. Um, So um, it's cool that you can still offer like that reliability and be able to scale now that you have this increased talent pool. Um, And then, um, and that to me is, is amazing. And then I'm, and then I go, how do we wrangle these environments and these situations so that the pilots aren't um, exposed to risk or neither is the client, which increasingly is happening more and more and more amongst um, the biggest of teams in Hollywood. Cause I coordinate, um, and sh- and with them as well. And the things that they've been struggling with was the pilot was amazing, but they did not know how to mitigate risk or say no or or actually commandeer the 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 actual job at hand. Right. After you, the producer, hands it off to your pilot. How good are they at using their knowledge base from their 107 to to maintain being bullied into a shot that's unsafe or what have you know like how do you get um so the i'm curious how you're able to like vet some of your new pilots in knowing that they can represent your brand reliably right without dragging you into to a kind of bad situation or exposing you to something like they say yes to flying over moving vehicles and then all of a sudden like it happens to be the you know some the faa inspector's daughter's wedding and next thing you know you're (laughs) fucking yeah the one time but as we know um you in in aviation we protect against the one in a million right in film and in film and tv we protect against the one in a million because it's devastating oh the lens cap was on the card was or we um or back in the old days there's a hair in the on the gate and we uh you know so the pleasure is always success right to do whatever it takes How do you manage that?
2: Yeah, I mean, my, I think it kind of goes back to what you guys were, or what I was talking about earlier of having like solid, both having a solid system, but then also I do a lot of communication with them beforehand and make sure that they're experienced enough. Um, And I kind of, you know, I have feel like I have a pretty good intuition of people. There are a lot of times when even I will say, Oh, can you try to get this shot on a shoot and they'll, have to push back and be like, no, that's, that's a, a zero grid. We can't go fly over there. Um, so I I just think through a lot of conversation, I can kind of tell who's, who are they going to be the ones that are going to be the detail oriented people? And do they have experience having already been on pretty big sets and doing work themselves? Like I'm not hiring guys that just picked up a drone and training them how to use it. Um, Cause I think that that is where you can run into some of those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a, a, but then we also have a pretty extensive training on our values our work our process on a shoot um and so i think a mix of them having their own experience and then providing them with like this is what we're going to do and we have a lot of work to provide and so don't fuck it up uh, yeah. all that, uh, how about equipment how do you
0: vet this is something that i deal with um when working with other operators um h- how do you vet their equipment what? you know that it's as good as they say as good as the reel they showed you know the the picture you know there's there's so much variability i found like shit man you know what really takes you out um not a not a bad pilot because you can always say pilot don't fly risky right okay fly you know do you know you know as a you know but the one thing that we don't have control over is like the equipment vibrate, you know, something like you mother, you know, you told me it's all perfect and then it's not, you know? And so I wonder what you, you do to alleviate those kinds of pains.
2: I mean, it's pretty, I don't think it's anything special. I mean, to having, having, which a lot of pilots don't do, I'll say, but having a checklist beforehand where you check your gear, which is the simplest thing that anybody can imagine. But I think that I think that that's not being done. I think people just assume, you know, oh, my Mavic's been working. I'm going to go out and take it, fly it over water. It's not going to crash. Um, so we, we'd again, have a, a checklist. We actually just finished um, building an app that we're going to have our pilots use where it's in, in the app. They're going to have to check off each thing and each process of the shoot. Um, just little things like that to make sure people are at least thinking about
0: it. Yeah, that makes the liability. I can see what you're trying to do. You know, the back end is, is what... Um... It's not until you've, thankfully, you know, I haven't had this experience, but I know people who've had uh, a, a, like a liability claim, you know, or have to, to go through that and it's painful, you know, and if you hurt somebody, I'm sure emotionally, it's even more painful. Um, and, uh, you know, also we, we, we don't get to hear about a lot of the accidents that do happen. There's a lot of scrubbing that goes on yep. um I get wind of 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 a lot of different stuff because there's like a lot of private um anonymous you know groups in the industry that that try to share you know information to try to you know be able to navigate um I've heard of some crazy things that have happened indoor in particular with with drone stuff and it was really interesting to Go through the thought process of like, well, how did this happen? You know, like, oh my god, did that like the back door was open, and the, you know, um, and how many people were there, and everybody said, you know, and and you kind of, um, when you break it down, like you know, the NTSB would in a in an an accident in aviation, um, it always goes back to the these the basic things that, um, I can see you know your company protect yourself against, uh, Troy exhibits, um you know, uh, skillfully. And, and it's like, you know, part of my MO when, you know, trying to manage, um, clients who ask a lot, who promise one thing and show you another and, you know, how, um, to protect ourselves allows for good creative creativity, right? Like the, I always say like, man, the easiest time is, is the flight you know, the pilot should be free to go like jam, you know, like that's the creative moment. The hard work comes beforehand, you know, this is the creative moment, you know, on set before um, anything, it's, it it, it, it it it's like a diamond. It's like the work, the work, the work, the work. And then the like actor can come on and be free. And the, uh, the, the pilot, is that the more we think about protecting the, the, those, the pilots like mentality and the chill factor, I find it's starting to become more and more important because I'm, I'm getting so many more um, experiences, different environments. I'm sure the, the longer you go, the more environments, the different um, parts of the country, you know, yada, yada, Um, you're managing and, and having to manage very skillfully a lot in, in the moment. So um.
1: So yeah, I, I want to bring this all. I I think I this, again, man, this has been so crazy. Um, so <laughs> I think what we're all talking about here, and I think what we'll continue to like touch on almost every time we do do this, um, is we all need each other to various degrees, right? Whether whether it's us or other people or jack going out and finding someone he wants to tap on and train as his coordinator that that's their role right like it doesn't matter how you get there at the end of the day i think the conversations we're going to be wanting to have or not wanting to have but having organically in these this way is that together we can create better projects better deliverables and in reality that's more opportunity for more people and for us to showcase this stuff whatever it is whether it's traditional stuff ground stuff fpv stuff support stuff building stuff we can showcase these in so many more ways if we all just take a step back and say how can we contribute together and do something together which brings us back full circle to where we are right now look Uh, We don't know what this is necessarily. However, we have had some conversations. I think this has gone really, really cool. Um, I would like to toss out there my thoughts on and I think our general thoughts on, you know, moving forward, the next kind of conversations we have, we want to start bringing some folks in on this and not just be us. We want to hear more about more angles and more things and more people's you know areas of expertise and their stories and talk about those stories and talk about crazy drones chasing us down on sets that are uncontrolled Mm and uh all the different cool stuff yeah i think what we do need to also wrap up here is is what this thing is i i think this thing kind of naturally with jack spilling the beans the way he did came back to the sauce and the sauce pod which is something that you know, me and Matthew kind of came up with, I will say I own the domain, but I'm happy to figure that out later. But, you know, I think that if we were to cut this up and, you know, maybe even the next time try to do this in some sort of live format that then also gets still done with, I think it could unlock another level of this, which is, if we were to have more of an interaction with some folks, even talking and and adding some questions that we could maybe extrapolate out some other conversations. not saying that's where we're going to go. We don't know. We're going to all, I think, see where this ended up. And I think we're going to come together and have another conversation. But I do think this is going to evolve into having some other folks on. If you see this or hear this and want to be a part of the conversation, let one of us know, find a way. We'll figure out how it gets distributed and all the other things later. Uh, But our goal is, collectively correct to add more conversation to the industry and and life and in general um so i just want to say thank you i'm not trying to say we're going but i do think that collectively we've hit a good time spot so let's wrap this thing up you know um for me matthew dude thank you again for just sharing your your insight and your stories and leaning on things also thank you for holding me accountable into a high standard you know Uh, we'll get into conversations later but both of you have it of uh, impacted me in the way we do business at times, just because of some, you know, differences in how we both uh, have had some some things with the gear that we have. Since. So we'll have those conversations later. Uh, but you guys wrap it up in whatever way you want. Um, I don't know. Let's let's kind of get get this going.
2: Yeah, I guess my a common theme that I think was was touched on here was a little bit of how saturated the market is. Um, my belief with that. If we're talking about just a specific industry like Hollywood, I understand. But I think that they're, I don't even think the majority of people we talk to don't even know what FPV is I agree. Have to show them a video. And then they're like, Whoa, that's different. It's not just a mm-hmm. normal drone. So I think that the opportunity and the market as a whole of people that are, would pay for this type of service is only going to keep growing and growing. And I think it's going to outpace the amount of people that are actually good at flying FPV and these drones. Um, because there's every single day i talk to people that are like i want to be different this is different it's been 20 years since we've had something in video that's like not just normal video it's like it's engaging and it makes you f- feel alive like yesterday we it was a commercial real estate team and they just kept going on and on about like i'm already sold you don't even have to tell me the price this is amazing commercial real estate what is <laughs> really boring and i want to do this for because they, they sell giant warehouses and they just have only ever done photography. Um, and but she was just blown away. She's like, these is just this is the way that we're gonna separate ourselves. And so I think if we sell it as as a way for people to stand out within whatever industry they're in, it's a lot easier than just saying, here's a service I do. How does it fit in?
1: Well, what you're saying, and I, I know where Matthew's, I know Matthew, he- no, it, I, was a, it was it was kind I, I mean, of like what an amazing, what yeah, an amazing he client. clients that just sign checks, right? <laughs> that just sign blank checks, love it. Uh, no, look, I, I think, though, that I, I said a little bit in the middle of this where, you know, I, I think Matthew, when he said it's saturated, and I, please don't let me speak for you, Matthew, you can you can correct me. Uh, I think he just means in terms of, like you said, currently, the way in the markets that are being the big markets for this, it's becoming difficult to identify the right providers and the best providers for those types of things because there's so oh, much on, right? I also, I also want to add to what you said. It's interesting that you bring this up because I've had this conversation with Matthew at times too, where, you know, he said, you know, are you sure that Troy, that it's like, it's not shrinking, that it's not like you're not seeing. And I will say up until the last 60 days with the strikes finally kind of affecting everything and the trickle down out of it, we did see a dramatic shift there. However, every time that I tell myself, oh, this is the end, it's, it's slowing down, it's not going to happen anymore, I have to just tell myself, how many regular traditional drone shots are you still seeing? Now, I will say it's quickly closing the gap. I'm seeing about a 40% FPV, 60% traditional drone shot. But think about for the last 10 to 15 years, that traditional drone shot and how well it lasted. So the fact that FPV is so much more creative and allows for so much more artistic vision and development and and deliverable in a different kind of way, and there's many more ways to do it, it is going to reach a similar point where you look at and go, I'm just tired of seeing the FPV crooked footage, right? And we're going to shift back to traditional, but that's where these deeper conversations are going to happen. I think next time we chat a little bit about How there was a separation, and then a and then a, and now there's starting to be a consolidation of FPV and traditional drone shots are now kind of hand in hand, and there's gear out there to talk about that can kind of make it easier to do both at the same time without having to have all this gear. So, anyways, I think it's really cool, man. Um, Matt, sorry, yeah, I mean, um, the
0: these are things these are cycles in in industries right and um strikes affect and it's not just like you know um entertainment strikes but all strikes labor strikes recessions fear presidencies COVID. dictatorships, covid kicked co- it all co- co- off uh, covid oh, what, an, what an amazing moment you know like it it changed the the industry but the industry was going to change anyways like see technology uh, we remember we all everybody we're all still at the very very beginning right you know the first 10 years of automobiles
1: hey, you
0: know um shit where are but we there now there's
1: so much coming um, together that at the end of the it, day like
0: yeah it it, it it so it's it's moving fast and the uh the, the people who can uh shift the 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 quickest and see the trends and um typically in our like my part of the, you know, content industry is like, if you only do one thing, you, you know, you're fucked, yeah. you know, you, and, and I'm sure Jack, right. You know, you guys don't just do fly throughs. It's whatever probably is needed. And you pitch the right thing. And I know you're like, you guys got a package called indoor drone tours, but I know there's a lot of other skill everywhere else. Yeah. That is what makes a drone operator work, right? Like the, it's the solutions. Um, I remember back in the old days, everybody's like, we want aerials. And I was like, um, the tool that we use doesn't necessarily have to be a drone for aerials. There's a lot of other ways to get beautiful shots in complicated areas that you don't have to freaking fly, uh, you know, an old Sinistar eight from back in the day, carrying, um, a free fly servo based gimbal. I still got hanging up there. Um, you know, no, um, a gimbal on a pole was even was much, much better, dude, you know, and, uh, you know, so tools of the trade, and, you know, and so um, the, you know, but protecting the bottom line, like, uh, I remember what the, you know, the job for the guy with the steady camera, the gimbal used to be for the for the 4 million to $25 million house used to be drones shouldn't be cheaper, should it? Or should it, you know, and I think those are business questions. And, that are interesting to have with with you like more on a on a um on a deeper more private end uh we've definitely outlined a lot of the what in our industry you know today right but the how the hows, the how is the secret the the how how is the sauce the how is the secret sauce um and how
1: many beans get spilled (laughs) next time you know the yeah
0: (laughs) you know the the how to build the drone right the how to attain clients the how to manage um and coordinate safety and operations on set along with choreography and everything else where i'm at that's that's where it's at you know you have a freaking it, and if you miss uh we always understand in production it's like you know if you're missing two of these ideas, you could, you know, you could be screwed, you know, like, hey, you got a great pilot, but he's got, um, you know, you're not, you're not confident of his gear, but you are confident of his operations. Well, mm, that's too risky. You know, in aviation, we're looking for threes, right? Guarantees of threes. It's like one, two, three backups um, and one, two, three solutions for the potential fires that might be coming up. I'm sure Jack thinks about that I know Troy's always thinking about you know redundancy and back. all these things all all of the traditions of our what we've learned apply to everything we do from what I do to what the build is or what um Jack is doing to manage and produce yeah. um that's the sauce
1: yeah yeah I think this is going to be interesting we'll see uh we'll see how yeah. maybe, we, maybe we have a few avenues of you know, dishing some sauce out, but uh, at the end of the day, man, again, this is <laughs> awesome, Jack. You got any parting words or anything? Uh, we'll, uh, you know, kind of bring this to some sort of at least conclusion, and then we'll continue to talk. I'm sure for a few minutes. So.
0: <laughs> you just have to cut to like the color bars. Beep. <laughs> well, I need a, I need a, I need
1: to get a clacker. I think. Or I one have one. one. Yeah. So one of you has to
0: have one. Uh, we'll yeah. Out. Anyways, just but- j- I'm just gonna disappear
1: later oh, bye <laughs> Look at all those people doing great work man they are just no. right over there are you bye. one of them Matthew?
0: uh yeah you know you know where that was that was in saint bart's for uh victoria's secret um Ooh. oh man that was a doozy dude because we were talking about like coordination and foreign fa oh. or foreign you know um <laughs> yeah. aviation and island and only we had a fixer and all those zillion dollar models and
1: making sure the tops match the bottoms, all the stuff. (laughs) It was it
0: was not bad, not bad way. But like most everything, you
2: know, right? Yeah.
1: That'll be an after hours sauce pot. After hours, I got some stories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My my only parting thing is, I know that like when I mentioned like our our outreach and how many people we talked to a day, that all started from just a few years ago when I was a call it bro uh, you know just graduated from college not knowing anything me just dming some people on instagram and i think that's that's the thing that most people don't even start they're like where do i
1: start we're talking to people it's like usl was started honestly the exact same way i just put together a redistribution list of educators and like camps that did drone stuff or robotic stuff mm-hmm. companies that developed like drone software or drone hardware and maybe that maybe there was only two. But basically, and I asked one of my buddies to like put like to to go through and populate the education list. And if he wouldn't have populated that list, and I wouldn't have sent the emails out, I possibly wouldn't have got one of the gigs that kept us Mm -hmm. running for a year before COVID started, which had nothing to do with FPV. We were developing software for for drones, and so yeah, man, proof in the pudding. I, I love it. I don't see it as a negative. I think a lot of people at first glance and i think even me it's like oh, you're a cold caller bro but look i used to do i used to work in telemarketing look power in numbers i to yeah, and my way to it works here's send the proof out emails All to, to lists like that and get work back in a professional my,
2: way. my my take on that though is like for there was a long time where we were in a little bit of a slow period uh, earlier in the year and we were like, how are we why how why can't we convince these people to to work with us? But what we've learned is like, no, there, there's enough people out there that just from them seeing a single video or a single email or something, they're gonna want to buy. So my we're not trying to just be salesmen and and yeah. you know bombard people with emails. It's just there are people out there that want it that don't know about it. And so that's that's what we're trying it, to get it's it the
1: same way when people when I spot a post and I decide, hey, I'm gonna put hey guys Quad Standard Labs does this. If we're a good fit, set up a call. Here's my link, right? And I, I put all yep. of it in one response. You guys see this probably twice a day, man, yep. maybe one and a half times a day on average. If I don't do that, it's not going to kill me. But how many times has that transitioned into a sale or a person or even a client yep. like you, maybe even that you know ends up being someone that spends a decent amount of money with us that we work with for a long time? Like, again, it all starts with action which is what this first thing was about too, right? So, I think this ends up maybe on the after reel, who knows. This is like <laughs> this is that the uh the uh callback here, the uh what is it? Uh the encore. At any rate, man, this has been awesome. Uh yeah, no, I think you're hustling and grinding in the same similar ways that all of us are. Um so, this has been really awesome, man. Let's uh let's find a way to get back together on another one soon, okay? Yeah. Love it.
0: I'm down. Awesome.
1: Cool. cool. All right, well, I don't know. Clack? You got a clack?